G'day and thank you for tuning in to the Outpost Church podcast. At the moment, we're just stepping through the book of Hebrews, one chapter per day. In this podcast, you will hear a read through of the chapter today, plus a short devotion to follow. And my prayer is that it's a blessing for you. Hebrews chapter seven. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of God most high, met Abraham and blessed him as he returned from defeating the kings. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, his name means king of righteousness. Then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Without father, mother or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the son of God, he remains a priest forever. Now consider how great this man was. Even Abraham the patriarch gave a tenth of the plunder to him. The sons of Levi, who received the priestly office, have a command, according to the law, to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their brothers and sisters, though they have also descended from Abraham. But one without this lineage collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed the one who had the promises. Without a doubt, the inferior is blessed by the superior. In the one case, men who will die receive a tenth. But in the other case, Scripture testifies that he lives. And in a sense, Levi himself, who receives a tenth, has paid a tenth through Abraham. For he was still within his ancestor when Melchizedek met him. Now, if perfection came through the Levitical priesthood, for on the basis of it, the people received the law, what further need was there for another priest to appear, said to be according to the order of Melchizedek, and not according to the order of Aaron? For when there is a change of the priesthood, there must be a change of law as well. For the one these things are spoken about belonged to a different tribe. No one from it has served at the altar. Now it is evident that our Lord came from Judah, And Moses said nothing about that tribe concerning priests. And this becomes clearer. If another priest like Melchizedek appears, who did not become a priest based on a legal regulation about physical descent, but based on the power of an indestructible life. For it has been testified, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So the previous command is annulled, because it was weak and unprofitable. For the law perfected nothing. But a better hope is introduced, through which we draw near to God. None of this happened without an oath. For others became priests without an oath, but he became a priest with an oath, made by the one who said, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. Because of this oath, Jesus has also become the guarantee of a better covenant. Now many have become Levitical priests, since they are prevented by death from remaining in office. But because he remains forever, he holds his priesthood permanently. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. For this is the kind of high priest we need, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as high priests do first for their own sins, then for those of the people. He did this once for all time when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the promise of the oath 
which came after the law, appoints a son who has been perfected forever. And that, my friends, is Hebrews chapter 7. There is a good chance that you notice me say the name Melchizedek a whole bunch of times just now. And Melchizedek is quite an interesting character. There is no one else who is mentioned in the Old Testament who actually gets more verses on them in the New Testament, as far as I know, other than this guy, Melchizedek. There is so much attention on him in the book of Hebrews, considering that he only gets a fairly brief mention in two parts of the Old Testament. It's where he appears in the narrative of Genesis with Abraham, and then in one psalm, one verse of one psalm, where it says, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So this Melchizedek is someone who, there's no recording of his genealogy, there's no recording of his death. And the author, and the author of Hebrews is focusing in on that and saying, you know, without mother or father, without beginning of life or end of days, he remains a priest forever. He points out the greatness of Melchizedek, that he was greater than Abraham. And the whole point of this is just to introduce these Hebrew readers and hearers of this word to the concept that Jesus is their high priest and he's not a high priest in the order of Aaron. He's not carrying on the tradition of all those that have gone before him, but he is a high priest under a different law. There must be a change of the law when there is a change of the priesthood. So what they're familiar with and men who are weak, who need to offer sacrifices for their own sin first before they can offer sacrifices for the sins of the people, that is the order of Aaron, whereas this is the order of Melchizedek, something totally different, something totally other. And I actually preached on this fairly recently. So April 12, you can go back and, and listen to that podcast, which gives a fair bit more detail about Melchizedek um, and about how that relates to Jesus and how that helps us. But for our time together just now, I want to focus in on a couple of things. Firstly, it is said in verse 16, he did not become a priest, speaking of Jesus, based on on a legal, sorry, speaking of Melchizedek, the foreshadowing of Jesus, did not become a priest based on a legal regulation about physical descent, but based on the power of an indestructible life. This is the high priest that is being referred to, one who has an indestructible life. It's not just because he was born to a certain person, but because he is indestructible. Verse 26 says, This is the kind of high priest we need, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as high priests do, first for their own sins, then for those of the people. He did this once for all time when he offered himself. And this priest has been perfected forever. It is reminding us again the magnificence, the holiness of Jesus, that he is completely other. And whilst there may not be a temptation for most of us to put our trust in an earthly priest, 
there is a temptation for us to put a similar level of trust that the, the Hebrews would have in their priests in other holy people, quote unquote. So it could be people that you know that you just go, oh man, that person is just so close to God. Or it could be um, a podcast you listen to or a pastor. But it's it's someone who you are really piggybacking off their faith and their relationship with God. And there's nothing wrong with having people around you who are further along in their journey, who are walking closer to the Lord. But there is something we miss out on when we think that we need a go-between. Don't be satisfied with somebody else's revelation. Don't be satisfied with someone else being near enough to God and you can just copy them. Rather, let others inspire you and encourage you to deepen your own relationship with Jesus so that you become increasingly dependent upon Jesus rather than increasingly dependent upon someone else. We don't need an earthly priest. We don't need someone to represent us before God other than Jesus, who is doing that at the Father's right hand. He does that daily. He's interceding for us. He is our high priest. We do not need anyone on earth to take that role. I'm not saying that we don't need one another. I'm not saying that we don't have this interdependence, but I am saying we want to have our dependence increasing on Jesus himself and decreasing on one another. What does that look like for you today? God bless you.